You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, our group ride has a guy on it this week. Uh, we welcomed Ariel. Ariel, welcome. Yo, yo. Yay. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Now, why are we letting a guy ride with us, Khadija? Because I was on his crew for Ultraman Florida, and it was it was an out of this world experience. It was it was like nothing I've ever ever experienced. I have so much respect for the entire crew and this man right here. I've at 30 miles on the run, he started running faster. It was insane. <laughs> wow. It was absolutely insane. I only ran 13 miles and I thought I was going to die. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, obviously. So Sarah thought it'd be really fun to get both their perspectives. And we we were debating whether or not we were going to like put one of them off the air and then let them talk about the other person. Like, like, oh, break, breakout rooms. <laughs> breakout rooms on the <laughs> That's a good one. That feels like technologically advanced for us. I don't think we could handle it. <laughs> so we also have Jocelyn back, uh, though it was touch and go. For touch and go. I missed you all. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was like different the last two weeks, different kind of illnesses. And then and then the my daughter got the flu two days ago. So I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice. But the good thing is she, she was in bed by seven. So I was like, OK, OK, I can get on and podcast if she like falls asleep otherwise she'd be like crying for mommy the whole time the whole time oh man so i feel like we have a packed schedule today because we have to catch up on all of jocelyn's like gossip and conspiracy theories and first after the break we're gonna hear all about ultraman chasing epic is the essence of the orca brand it's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected the beauty of the world around us and let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Amino Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah, it seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. All right. Who wants to, I feel like, who should we start with? Should we start with the athlete or the crew? Start with the athlete. Share your why. That was so important, Ariel. Okay. Let me know when you start. <laughs> Oh, no, we're started. Oh, it's all live. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think, I think for those who don't 
necessarily know what Ultraman is. Can you kind of like describe what you did and then why? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So um, Ariel, uh, a uh, age grouper athlete, right? I started triathlon in 2022. Uh, my background is I'm a retired special forces officer, right? Did 20 years in the military, uh, 10 deployments for Afghanistan, one Iraq, and then I worked out of South America in support of the global war on terrorism, right? That's kind of my spiel. Um, <laughs> did that for uh, 20 years. Um, and during those deployments, um, I lost some, a couple of guys, right? So that was drives my why. So in 2006, um, I was in a firefight. Uh, we lost a total of three Americans and three Afghans in one firefight. Um, one of them was, uh, my mentor, which was Tomaholic. So that's what stemmed my why, right? So you lose someone who was a triathlete as well. So again, I was had no clue about triathlete. I would see him on a bike with Vaseline, and we're like, "Dude, what you got going on in your room in Afghanistan with some Vaseline, right, and some little shorts?" So he would ride his bike, Wait, and then why, he would run up the mountain. Why Vaseline? Like, what was the? Well, because if he had his Vaseline, to that was his uh, for when he cycles. You know what I mean? So he would have Vaseline oh. next to his bike, but we don't get it. So, you know, as a guy, you're like, dude, what you got going on over there? Right. <laughs> so, right. I have no clues. So I was on a dive team. So, you know, uh, army, army special forces, we had, we're divers, you know, Navy seals are Navy, but we're, so there's a battle on who's the best swimmer. So I was on a dive team. So he was a, a fish, a dolphin in the water. So he could swim, bike and run, but he, every morning he would wake up and run up this mountain in Afghanistan called Gecko. And we were staying in a uh, palace, Mullah Omar's palace. So there's some history on who Mullah Omar is. Uh, we had took over his palace in Afghanistan. Um, but so we, I would see him ride a bike and run and I looked up to him. So in 2006, June 24, uh, he, you know, uh, yeah, he, he um, it was his time, right? So um, I continued on deploying. Um, and in 2013, one of my soldiers um, lost a limb, so lost his leg and lost his arm, named Bobby Dove. I had to take his remains, his limbs, and put it on a helicopter to try to fly back. So I've had folks that, uh, so I had one triathlete who didn't make it back, and then I had Bobby Dove, who I looked up to him as a young guy aspiring and I'm like, he would never be able to walk his child down the aisle or hold his wife's hand um, because he no longer has that limb, right? So then I go, okay, so I get out. So I go, what is my why? So now my why is to carry the torch for those who no longer are not with us or can't do it, right? So I started volunteering and uh, got into triathlon. So I deal with invisible wounds in 2018. I was uh, medically retired from Special Forces from the Army, uh, deal with traumatic brain injury, PTSD. Mm -hmm. With those invisible wounds that we call, you deal with suicide, right? Because you 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 miss the kicking doors down. You know, you, you're trying to deal with civilian life, right? Dealing sure. with what it is to, you know, be a normal person. So I uh, got into cycling during the pandemic, and then I got bored. Right. So I'm like, OK, I got cycling is cool, but there's no mm, right. There's, I, I, I can I can ride with a group, drop somebody on a Peloton, but there's nothing I get out of that. Right. So that's where I got into triathlon and uh, it, it just changed, um, changed my life. I, I, I would say triathlon saved my life. One hundred. I was in a dark, dark place. Um, and then I just started learning about pros like we have on on here. I learned about male pros, female pros. And, and I think one, th one thing that I love about triathlon is that you give respect to women, um, you know, because sometimes in the military, you know, we don't see a women and we don't view them as our peers or colleagues. You know what I mean? You, you look, mm -hmm. it's different. But in the triathlon sport, you got some badass women, excuse my language, right? Who you see them and you're like, man. I look up to women in, in the course because, you know, so it's just, it makes, it's a community. I learn about diversity, representation, Black Triathlete Association, just let it, it, it's so, 
that's what made me love this sport. Um, and so I got pretty good on it, right? I'm still learning triathlon, right? Um, got into Varlo, um, was able this year to, so I started in 2022. Like that was um, your first triathlon ever. It was like first, my first full, my ago. first, my first, uh, first triathlon was a 70.3 Ironman was Augusta, right? Was horrible, right? But I finished it, right? So I learned sure. that. Um, and then my first full was Tulsa. So that first year I did Tulsa, Maryland, and then Western Australia fools and then you did the three in your first year you, you were like yeah yeah i did <laughs> three no off first year. there is no off button <laughs> uh, none so then you were like none. what if i just do them all back to get back to back to back in three days instead then, no but then the following year <laughs> i did four and then i qualified for world championship in in uh in um texas and then i did texas um niece and then i said well i gotta go to florida i did ironman florida and two weeks later i did ironman cozumel which was okay. a preparation for ultraman florida okay so you decided yeah. so basically it sounds like you just like wanted like the crazier and crazier and crazier thing and so ultimately you ended up with ultraman yes and to be well, clear he's not just finishing these He's doing sure. these in nine and ten hours. Well, he said he qualified for the world championship. Yeah, I feel like we still haven't told everyone what Ultraman is. To Sarah's point, for people who don't know what Ultraman is, so, okay, yeah, yeah. so, so Ultraman started in the Big Island. It's a three day event, um, and um, and there's different ones. So there's Ultraman Florida, Ultraman Arizona, Ultraman Canada, and then there's different countries that hold them. So it's a three day event. It starts off with day one with a ten k swim, so six point four miles swim followed by a 90 mile bike ride. Day two is a 171 mile bike ride. Day three is a 52.4 mile run. Right. Which day was hardest? Um, the hardest day for me was probably day two because you, you're on a bike for a long time. Right. And so it's not no drafting, but you're just on a bike for a long time. So, um, day one, you're swimming. So depending how strong you are in a swimmer, um, what you do in the pool does not count in water that's one thing <laughs> i realized right i was i was doing nine k's in the pool at 230 in two hours and 30 minutes and when you get to open water you add 30 more minutes to that just because of the winds <laughs> sure. and waters and stuff like that yeah but no it's good and so, yeah, uh so sorry so khadijah how do you guys like know each other because of varla or because he just like found you on the internet and got you to come crew for him his um his girlfriend is a friend of mine and um we first met at um I think it was North Carolina was the first time we met. And he's from Patterson, New Jersey. And that's where my father when he came to this country, that's where my father went and went to high school. He went to Passaic Tech um high school. And then we just started talking and then I realized he was Hispanic and I was Hispanic and you know we just you know had a lot in common and his girlfriend is such she's a sweetie she's just she's was a really she good also person. on the crew or was this one of the situations yeah she was the okay. crew chief oh she yeah. was the crew chief yeah yeah so it, it was it was so the crew was handpicked uh, for everybody's strength, right? So everyone that we picked, and three of my were, were females because of what they brought, you know, Khadijah bringing that nutrition, also being a coach, kind of saying, hey, this is how we need to fuel his body. Um, my girlfriend's a triathlete, but she's also a paramedic. We had another uh, young lady named Pam. She's an ultra swimmer, right? But she's also a, a physician, a nurse. Uh, a nurse. Um, no, she is a physician. We, I'm sorry. She is a physician. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we had um, Chris, who's, uh, who's, a, who's a scientist, but he's more, um, you know, that, that calm, uh, but he's been doing triathlon. So he knew a little bit about medical. Um, and then we had Tom, who Tom is a mechanic. So we put different people into the group that had different strengths, who, showed in day one day two day three kind of where they needed to be um so yeah so the crew was selected for the ultraman it was a total 47 athletes from from all different parts of the world um and everyone had to bring everyone had to bring their own crew right yeah you get yep okay. four four personnel um fours mac we were four to five personnel um minimum of two 
and you're your own SAG support. So, you know, you bring your own nutrition, you water. They have mechanics too in the in the course, but then they're spread out through 171 miles. So, you know, you're you're on your own. And yeah. Hmm. So yeah. But Tom is the Tom is a is an amazing bike mechanic. And then Ariel and I literally we have the same road bike and TT bike set up. So as soon as something goes wrong, I know exactly what's going to work and not what's is going to work because That's his bike is set up. Happy exactly coincidence. Right. Wow. Is that why you picked her really? Just because she has the same bike as you? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Khadija. But Khadija was was real good. I, I tell you, man, um, ladies, um, I learned a lot from. Like I said, I respect women in the triathlon sport just because of what they bring to the table. And I'm so glad how they separated the whole um, world championship. I think that was due. You know, did you guys have a like? Well, I, like I want the messy details. Like, did anybody yell at anybody? At any oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, I want to hear all that. Okay, so you want the We want the juice. Okay. So, all right. So, at so so what's 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 crazy about Ultraman is that you have to trust people. So they got this this phrase called Ohana. So you have to think about it. I have to trust someone to sight for me for six miles. So you know, and like Sarah knows it like swimming so you are basically saying are you swimming the right way are you paddling the right way so that's like first is that you have to trust a complete stranger even though i know you i can like your facebook comments but i'm actually i haven't trained with this person right you know what i mean so i'm like all right like can she hold three hours and a half on the water like i'm being honest like can you really do this you know what i mean because I put the work in, right? But then you're trusting someone. So it was that doubt. Man, she proved me wrong. I ain't gonna lie to you. That, that first, Pam, the, she set the conditions for me. On that same day for the uh, for the ride. Go ahead. You could have, I didn't know you could have a person like pace you on the swim. Like a paddler. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just like oh, I had for the alligator oh, lighthouse. Okay. It's totally... That he oh, totally self-supported that he that she has to the Wait, only difference it, with his was that he could actually touch the kayak mm. with my swim I couldn't they had to throw stuff out to me and grab it but yeah that he had to be led by somebody oh the on a boys kayak so far away you couldn't Wait, so does those. everyone have to have a kayaker mm -hmm. absolutely does that get okay. to be chaos out there oh absolutely you had some man you had some folks uh that were going nowhere. You had one person that got out the water at 6.30. Max time is 5.30. When that person got out of the water at 6.30, the number one guy finished his bike and swim. Yep. Oh, geez. I'm thinking about like the one time I did a thing where like we had a boat and we had to like guide the swimmer. We lost our swimmer at one point. We eventually like we were like circling and then we got a call from somebody who's like, I have your boat. We had to go to the other boat and pick him up. Geez, I'm, I'm wondering if that happens to anybody. But no, it, it, no, it was like no. ugly. No, it, it, it never was picked ugly. Kelly to be a guy. No, this was the swimmer's fault. Okay, he he was wildly overconfident. That was the problem. No, yeah, yeah. I would say it got very to me. Day two was I was very frustrated. Uh, was it day two with my crew? And it wasn't really nothing that they were doing wrong. It's just a long time being on the bike. You know what I mean? So, you know, like when you're doing this course on the flats is where you gain your speed. So when you see your crew and I go up to them and you stop and they're like, all right, what do you need? I'm like, dude, I can't even think straight on what do I need? Just tell me what to eat and tell me what to drink. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to pee when I stop. And now I'm trying to pee inside. You got Khadija asking me, okay, what else do you need? How are you feeling? I'm like, not feeling very good at all right now, right? So I'm like, like, what do we, you know, what are you asking me? Like, do I need electrolytes or do I need water? Just so, you know, when you come to a stop, like a pit stop, it's like literally like a F, you know, if when you're, when they ride in those, those fast cars, your crew yeah. is really just taking off your bottles, regardless if you finished it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. So, yeah. so we had a system. I told I told Pam, I said, don't talk to him because he's probably not going to yell at me. I, I give the auntie vibe. This oh, is yeah. a Caribbean yes. thing. I give the auntie <laughs> vibe. So she grabs. I put in what I feel like he needs. Do you need anything else? And he gets ready to yell, but he doesn't do it. Nothing, Khadija. And he gives me the side. I like, you know, I want to curse you out. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's horrible. Yeah, so it was, it's really, and, and you're, you know, because you remember, you're you're competing, you're trying to stay at the top five, top six, and uh, and you got some, you got some athletes. Like, I had one guy that I look up to that, you know, I learned so much. He did a DECA, in which is 10 full Ironmans in 10 days. You know, no, yeah, 10 days. So you're competing with guys like that. You got Van Fletcher, who's the number two age grouper in he the won, world right? and number one. Yeah, he yeah. won. He did it he six won. hours and 30 minutes. Like all wait, 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 he, six the, hours and 30 minutes for what? For day the last day first day. One. day, oh, one. First day, day. One. Oh, day one. Like he was trying to break the course record, which is 21. Uh, he's like a D1 swimmer and he's, man, all respect to him. But like, yeah, so I'm, you're dealing with athletes like that. So you're like, and then the women, oh my God, they're monsters on the course. They were just like nasty on the bike. Like, <laughs> and you know, this is like respect where you just see them flying. And you're like, damn, what you got in that bike? And so, yeah. Did you yell at him, Khadija? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, she got I upset. Mean, yeah. Pa- just patience, patience. He's, he's an insane athlete. But one thing that sometimes he lacks is patience. And I know at one point, I guess it was about mile 40. No, it was after even about 40, almost 45 or 46. I said, you're approaching, you're going to pass the next athlete. You're going to get them, but you got to be patient. You're going to get them. This is on the run. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got two or three more miles in me. So I started, I looked at my watch. I was like, we're going to stay about at 830 pace. So we're running 830 pace, 830 pace. Then he picks it up. I said, Ariel, you're running faster. And he just keeps going. I got down to, it was, um, it was, we were down into the sevens and I just let him go. And they were like running. I saw them running, trying to run and give him ice. He just blew right past them. Like, I got to catch this. He said, I got to see him. As soon as he said, I got to see him. I was like, you know what? Let him go. Let me run to the van. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Cause Khadija got upset with me. Cause uh, you know, so you're running in miles 43 and you have to get your mind to not think about the amount of miles you're doing, right? So I'm like, I'm doing a seven-minute pace-ish, and Kadia's running with, like, two water bottles. And I'm like, hey, control your breathing and stop running. Like, you know, I'm like, control your breathing. You don't, you're running around here like you can't run. Control your breathing. She looks at me. She's like, what? I'm like, were you trying to coach me? I'm a coach. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to say is, dude control your breathing let's take stride by stride because you got to get your mind off of what you do so Khadija was running then my girlfriend was running next to me and she's breathing I'm like hey open up your stride your cadence is off let's control your breathing and they <laughs> was, was like literally doing this he's like it your was... breathing is annoying me <laughs> like... yes that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I got in the van I said do you know what the... I'm not pacing no more this I'm done I'm done yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was. We it were was, so proud it, of him, though. It was. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was, yeah. and he was just, and he was. I knew he was in pain, but he was smiling because I, all the hours that he put in, he saw it just rolling out, and you, it just, it feels. I know when you're hurting like that, and but you know you've put in the work. It's got to feel so good. We were just, we were overjoyed. We were exhausted, but we were overjoyed for him. How much did you sleep, Khadija, in the three days? I averaged about four and a half because I was, I was, I was, I, I was, I took care of the cooking Mm -hmm. and making sure that the, uh, he had enough calories. We had to get him off the fuel that he was using and onto another fuel because there was too much sugar in that fuel. And I knew he was going to crash and burn on the run if he Mm -hmm. used that fuel. And then I was, I was continuing my, my own training, my, 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 I always have a motto for each year. This year is Khadija showing up for Khadija. So even though I have to show up for the people that I love, I'm, I have to show up for myself. So I wasn't going to miss any workout. You did additional workouts. Oh yeah. Like after you were, he went to sleep, you would like work out. Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah. During the day, they, I, I caught her in the, yeah. In, in, in the, yeah. I caught her doing sit ups and core. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> why are we doing? Yeah. It's Khadija's <laughs> on a different level. Yeah. But they were, um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good experience. Um, I am going to the world championship. Um, oh, the third, nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw you got fifth overall for the guys yep. and yep. third in your age group. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was the yep. third, yep. third fastest runner. 
He was, yeah. I mean, he was knocking people. I mean, just that run was unbelievable. I just, I can't, I can't explain that. It was so, yeah. it was so inspiring just to see. Yeah. He just wouldn't give up. And then went to, he had taken off his shirt and he was like two miles out and I ran up. I was like, can you slow down? I'm just trying to give you your shirt. He said, this ain't over yet. I got two more miles. He did no. not want that shirt. So he no, see because, you know, line. so so one of the things that I learned, right? So watching triathlon, watching the pros race, you realize the respect they get for one another, right? So if you look at when uh, Gustav Eden and Sam Laylo was re- racing in the world championship, when Gustav and Blumenfeld was in the rear and they were approaching Sam Lalo. It was a competitive, hey man, good work. It was a tap on the back to shoulder and said, hey, I got work to do, right? So, you know, they did that exchange and then he kept moving, Gustav Eden. Now, Gustav Eden didn't look back, you know, he didn't look back to say where he's at, but he was making sure that as he turned the corner, he was like, hey, I'm going to make sure my competitor is, is decent, but he kept running his race. And those little tidbits is what I learned and I observed the pros. So, Sarah, you're here, continue on doing what you're doing, but you you see and you learn from them, and that's how you behave on the course, right? So when I passed that number four guy, I respected him, give him his, you know, tap on the back or shoulder, shake his hand, and then I'm going to eat, right? And I'm not going to get complacent because it, it can be one thing where you get in these long courses, you still got to follow the rules of crossing the street, stop at a red light. You can't, it's not like a, the the roads aren't closed off for the racer, right? So you got to continue on. So, you know, Cadiz, like, hey, where's your, here's your shirt. We're done. I'm like, no, we got work to do. And until I get to that finish line, we're, we're competing and we're, because at any time I can, my leg can, go, you know, my leg can go out. So, um, I just kept pushing right to where I can get to the finish line, but it was really about that respect. Right. And especially at the award ceremony, you know, you give respect to each athlete and you tell them good job, but um, yeah, we, we, the work wasn't done, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not when this one person that says, Hey, you know, look at what I've done. You know um, I'm very thankful for the triathlon sport. I'm very thankful for what it teaches me, especially the pros that we look up to them. And I think that sometimes they're, um, not paid enough or they're not given the respect for three disciplines. It ain't easy, man. I mean, that stuff is not easy to swim, bike, run at that level. Um, so yeah, that's. Yeah. And that's, he was, he was talking about the, the stop, the, the stoplights, literally it's not closed. So part of my duty as a pacer was to try to sprint ahead of him Right. And hit the light so that he could get to oh, the light. Oh, the light button. <laughs> yeah. So, or have them drop me <laughs> off early, like be ahead of him. Because we okay. had to change the whole game. There was no way any of us were keeping up with him for more than like a mile or two. So they would drop me off early. I would jog to the light, bam, 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 bam. He would get there. Then I would run with him a little while, give him all his stuff and keep going. Man, I thought at one point I was talking to Khadija at a red light and I had to use the bathroom. I think like, man, I, I think I I think I, I used the bathroom on myself, not like a number one, but it was like a number two. I thought I, <laughs> right. Cause yeah, like she, I'm running right at the light and she's like, Hey, how you doing? I said, Khadija, uh, can you turn around real quick? She's like, why? Cause I'm about to use the bathroom. She's like, Oh, I don't mind. No, I said, I think I sharted on myself. You know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> so I was like, what is going oh, on? Cause you know, man. you're, you're eating so much nutrition you try to hold it 52 miles um you're running you see people like in the woods and they're just with their baby wipes and they just come out of nowhere <laughs> you're like man what, what are you what are you doing you dropping off a douche and a little ninja whatever it is man but that was crazy we're related now i would imagine that's actually one of the hardest parts is just like you cannot train to take in that kind of caloric load like just your gi systems like what are you trying to do i mean it's one thing covering the distance which is insanely hard i would imagine but like to be able to get your body to take everything in i can't i can't even imagine that part of it so it, it, well it, done it to, to both point. of you getting that job done getting that job yeah, yeah, done. No. Mm-hmm. It, it got to a point uh i mean i'm not i was i was on scratch high carb right and yep. it got to a point where my body sick because your body and I didn't know this right till you start doing this your body will tell you no more right so my yeah. body told me no more scratch like it told me at a certain point like no more nutrition 
all I want is water. And then I was using, cause, you know, I, you know, throughout the course, I was drinking beet juice. I mean, throughout my training, I was doing beet juice and high carbs and all this. And then for the race, it was like, hey, let's focus on high carbs. Um, it got to a point my, my body was telling me like, no more goo, no more, no more in no, none. That's it. We're going straight water. Have you ever done the thing where you like stand at an aid station, like in an altar or something, and you just like look at everything and you're like, huh, what could I possibly, like, you're like trying to figure out what you could get down. You're like plain baked potato. It is like, like nothing looks good. <laughs> nothing looks good. Yeah. No, I, I used to, when I was, you know, when you're doing the Ironman course, I tell you, well, I'm not going to say what course it was, but there was a course I was doing overseas and they had like oranges, bananas, and all you would see like flies around it. And you're like, oh. I'm not touching that. <laughs> no, I'm not no, touching that. No. Oh, and then like when I was at the world championship for the women's uh, and, uh, and I was doing one of the A station support. And the stuff that I seen on there, I would never like, I would be like, we're not doing that. We're, we're not doing it to these ladies. Cause you know, it's a bunch of volunteers and young kids and everything like that. Like they take things with their hands and they're just putting it on there, the water. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> right. So I feel like I'm an adult. It was, it's, it's crazy. The stuff that they do at some of the uh, world championships. Where but I I'm feel like, like nah. I feel like we all get to the point where we do crazy. Like, this is why I've, like, you know, how everyone gets sick after a race, right? That's but why. Then look, but then you look back and you're like, oh, I picked up a salt tablet off the ground and ate it. That might be why, right? Like it yes. all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So oh, gross. Yeah. And you're passing like I was drinking one of the guys' water bottles. So it's like crazy. It was like man love. Like, so, you know, we're running and then he had his sack support running with him. So he takes the water. He puts it in his mouth. He's like, hey, man, you want some water? I'm like, yeah, give it to me. No problem. And I'm taking it. Right. So you're passing like literally water bottles, stuff that you wouldn't do, you know. And that's what's so cool about this. You know, Ohana, they call it Ohana for the Ultraman. It was like. We're literally trying to help everyone. So I'm running with this guy, Mark. Um, he's done a bunch of ultras and he's teaching me, right? So we got everybody. So we start off like an eight minute pace and he was like, we're going too fast. No, we started at a 637. And that then might be like, too, fast, too fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we're going too yeah. fast, right? So he was like, hey, let's bring it down to an eight minute pace. So for 20 miles, this Mark is teaching me how to run an ultra. Like you don't get that nowhere right so that's that respect so he's teaching me and then at mile 20 i'm like hey dude i'm about to change these shoes because these shoes suck uh not gonna put out the name of it but they suck and i was like so i'm gonna he's like go ahead change your shoes right so i changed my Salconies and uh <laughs> changed my Salconies, right i had to get it out because i was so pissed off with it right so bad okay <laughs> yeah right okay. so i was so bad with it right and Khadija swears bottom we're gonna talk about that because i don't know if Salkany is gonna get my money anymore but the we was running with these Salkany's, right what, what are they which ones i run with Salkany, pro, what? you started with the pros yeah i started with the pros right because i wanted to be a pro at age 46 you ain't gonna be a pro so you can, we're gonna go ahead and run with the endorphins <laughs> right we're gonna run with the next ones what's the other ones beneath nice. okay the triumphs. Yeah. yeah no, oh, the no, speed, the speed threes. I think yeah, this, not, those are a better choice. You can't run on carbon plate shoes for that long. Yeah, not yeah, for right. that so long. I no, shoes, yeah, right? no. So I, yeah. I switched shoes. So then at mile 20, he goes to me, he was like, Hey dude, run your race. He was like, don't worry about me, run your race. So I looked at him. I'm like, are you sure? So he was like, yeah, just catch, just catch the dude in front of us. I was like, all right. Thank you. You know, and then he just he let me go. But I felt like it felt like Mr. Miyagi and Daniel's son. Uh, but it was that respect I had with him because, you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a ranger outside of us being a special forces guy. And it, it, the, the mindset is you never leave a buddy behind. Right. right. So I knew that I had to pull this guy that I just met. You know, I'm like, I got to get him to the finish line. So he was like, what, what you waiting on? I'm like, I'm getting you to the finish line with me. So he was like, no, nah, man. Go ahead, run your race. So it wasn't until me getting that north and south. Um, Khadija was running me, and I'm like, where's Mark at? She was like, he's behind you. And she, so I walk, I stopped, and I started walking, and I let him call up to me. I'm like, hey, dude, how you feel? Because, you know, at a 52-mile, you can literally walk, and it ain't going to hurt you, right? Because you're going to make up your time. So I walked, and he goes, he was like, double A, don't wait on me. He was like, run your race. And I felt like he gave me that that north and south to say, hey, son, go ahead on and run your race. And I just met this guy. Um, and then I was like, well, it's time to do some work. And then, uh, All right. and, work. and you could tell the guy knew what he was doing. I mean, oh, his, yeah. his hips were nice and steady. I mean, he was just his cadence. It was like a metronome. 
there wasn't a lot of the people when they got tired, you could see their hips were dropping and they were leaning over. I mean, he was marching like a soldier the whole time. And every time he got to a steep hill, he power walked it up, took off. I mean, it was just, it was like clockwork. So here's the question. Uh, Khadija, Mm -hmm. do you want to do one now? No. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, the thing is, I physically, physically, I know I could do one. Um, I know how I am. Once I, I've done, I've probably done about 70 triathlons. I DNF'd on one. And that one that I did, I, I literally, I passed out. And then I went back two years later just to make sure the course knew it didn't beat me. So I know if I, if I got on the line, I would finish one, but I, I don't, I don't have a why like his. I just, those are, that is the kind of race you just have to, I always tell people endurance athletes to me are always running to something or from something. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a big lion behind you. I just don't, there's, I just don't have that big of a why. Yeah. So during, during the race, how often did you think about that? Why? Cause I'd imagine you go through some low points over the course of the few days. So, so the, there, my terrain is dictated my why. So it's, it's when I, when I said by that is, um, in the swim, you swim and like you, you ain't got a choice to think about nothing. You know what I mean? Like you got to keep moving. But there was a part in this course. So it was like a 10 mile running on sand. So it's not pavement. It's a 10 mile sand. Right. So it's meant to break the athlete down. So doing there, it reminded me of Afghanistan and the sand and the dirt. Right. So that was saying to me, you're running for Bob. You're running for the boys that can't run. So that terrain and that environment put me into it's game time, right? So um, I would use the terrain that I was given. So when I would walk up the thing, we would put on a rucksack, you know, ruck marching up up a up a hill. My mind would go to okay, move your hips like you're ruck marching. When you're running in the sand, remember those people that can't. So I took that when you're cycling. I was like that, that right there, you just cycle. Um, you're not, you're not really thinking about your why at the, at, in your cycling because you're, you're thinking about navigation and, you know, staying correct in arrow position, but more in your runtime is um, where you're being more, I think it's more mentally and physically. Um, yeah. You actually that, got that faster in that, that sand part too. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of yeah. where I, yeah. And that's because the same, you know, so you just, it, it takes you back, um, you know, with PTSD, you know, they got, they got little moments, you got, you got your little thing. So uh, that moment was my, Hey man, it's, it's time to run, right. It's time to do, it's time to put your game on because that to me, the sand, the 10 mile loop, sand loop was where I had to make up time. So I, you know, I said to Khadija, you know, uh, and I told my girlfriend, I said, they're not going to forget me on this course. Right. So you need I told myself, I'm like, they're not going to forget my name in this course and my why in Varlo. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Varlo. Sorry, <laughs> no, that's not a commercial. Right. But uh, no, so so there's some that, nice pictures out there, too, because his girlfriend got out and ran with him. She could tell that he was he and it was some really good pictures out there, too. And he, that's when he started smiling. I couldn't believe it. I was just it just for the pictures. He started smiling for the pictures. No, I mean, he didn't even know he did that. Uh, the the gentleman who was in charge of like all the social media and stuff like Chris. He was really discreet about the pictures. He took pictures of me cooking. I didn't even know he was taking wow. the pictures, but he's it was like he was in another world. He was just smiling. And when Jamie jumped out of the car, started running with him, he was like, ah, she's here. It was. But it check was it out. Amazing. I'm going to say this. Our crew. Now, there was some guys who brought in pros for their crews, right? So you had um, the number one guy brought Tommy. I don't know if you guys know Tom. What's Tommy? Yeah. Katie's, um, Katie's, Katie's husband. husband. Katie's down, husband, right, yeah. Tommy? And oh, then, is that serious? So yeah, so mm-hmm. he was pacing Van. Then you had um, Van's kayaker um, was, I think, another Olympian, another pro, right? So that what? was that. Yeah, yeah. So that was that crew there, right? So then my the next guy which was steven keller he was a number two guy for the champion for world ultraman world championship and he also had an olympian pacer if i'm not mistaken so it was like you know so they bring the crew is what sets you up right so my yeah so my crew was 
not Olympians, is what you're saying? (laughs) Uh, No, but it was my crew. It was my crew. It was, you know, it was the diverse crew, right? Right, KD? So we came out there and we selected a crew. Um, that everybody would be like, man, who are these folks up here? Right? So he showed up and it was like, they just started making it happen. Right. Because the point is that each one of my crews has done an Ironman, has done something. Um, mm-hmm. And they just helped me to get to the finish line. Like I said, I, we ain't had no pros on the list. Right. It was us. Right. So but it was cool. We're like the bad news bears of triathlon. The bad news bears of triathlon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question before we go to break, because uh, we got to go to. Got to go to commercial break. Uh, Jocelyn, Sarah, does this make you want to do one or crew one? I would say crew one over uh, <laughs> November. Don't put this on this media because if, we, if we're serious. Well, let's see. For you, the, the world championship will be in the yes. at that time frame. You yeah, come back. Be done, be Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. There you go. There you go. Thanksgiving weekend. We get Sarah to uh, commit to all kinds all right. of things. I'm gonna, yeah. hold, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I, I need a good runner. We get oh, her to commit to all there kinds you of go. things. Run on the Sarah, Sarah right. can hold a seven minute pace a lot yeah. longer than I can. Yeah. <laughs> Not for fifty <laughs> miles. miles. Uh, Jocelyn, uh, I do not want to swim a ten k. <laughs> I don't even want to swim a four k. So <laughs> I would crew one before I would want to do it definitely yeah uh yeah i think i would take doing one crewing sounds like people yell at you all the time maybe you should do it and we'll crew you there you go yeah okay yeah all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we obviously got to get to the rest of our controversies and news uh now that we've heard all about ultramit after after we take a little break I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do, uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down Precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers 1000 milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle, which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating. I I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula. And then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, You can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five or, you know, like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. 
That kind of service has me swayed and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with, oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year and I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. Try hard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, <laughs> try TryHard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the TryHard products with the code 20FEISTY, that's 20FEISTY, for 20% off store-wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20FEISTY for 20% off at tryhard.co. Okay, since we got the update on Ultraman, I feel like we have to get updates on other other things that we've talked about, right? Uh, Sarah, you had an update for us on last week's uh, person who was told there was they could break the course record, but not the women's course record. Yeah, so basically, um, your suggestion was to contact the local media and put them on it. And instead, because this is a USATF regional event, what ended up happening was that they contacted USATF like, hey, they are just going to say 1445 is reasonable time for either the women or men to break uh, to get the course record bonus. Um, and so USATF's on it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So that was a quick update. Not that controversial. Not, not controversial. No, no media, no, no media, media. Uh, right now. But you know, no we'll shaming see what happens. publicly. No That's public our, shaming. Uh, no public yeah. shaming. Internal uh, shaming. Internal shaming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can go like right. You can either privately shame or publicly shame. Those are your options. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I feel like that is the proper response for the governing body to be like, uh-uh, that no. doesn't fly. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh oh yeah our other update that jocelyn wants to update on is the tri bikes which i do feel like public shaming worked in that case yes 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 do you want to update us so i only realized that there was like an update we hadn't talked about because i was at a mom's night out on friday and one of my girlfriends her dad is an avid triathlete and he got his bike back so he had raced in ponte vedra and I was laughing so hard because um, my other friend who was also there, she's coached by him. And she was like, he said it was just his backup bike. Like, he's not too worried. It was just his backup bike. His backup bike. <laughs> so in my mind, for some reason, I thought it was like this, like, you know, old road bike. Because it was, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and so then... His daughter like showed me the picture and it's this Cervelo P5 with like these fancy zip race wheels. And I was like, oh my God, that's that's his backup bike. And she's like, yeah, he says it has like a lot of sentimental value. And I was like, yeah, it's got a lot of monetary value. Too. Sure, sure. <laughs> but like the way that they ultimately got their bikes back was because, and did we talk about, I thought we had talked about this. Did we not talk about this? We talked about how it would be a good idea. Right. So somebody contacted, and do you guys all have this? Here in the, in the Bay Area, we have this segment on the NBC News where they go like, NBC investigates. It's called like, 
don't get screwed or something like that, right? Like, and you call them up and say, that's a better name, but like you call them up because you say like, my auto shop, like wrecked my car, right? Like, so somebody, it's one of the, one of the guys here who has like a $5,000 backup bike contacted NBC investigates and they did this segment on the local news. And like when they started contacting around, that's when, oh, look, traveler's insurance is going to cover it. Uh Uh-huh. So they did not have to pay anything extra out of pocket after I think a handful of them had paid two grand each to like yeah, yeah. to get their bike back. It was a really funny segment though, guys, because they spent they had they had to spend like two minutes explaining like what the fuck this is, right? Like why did people give their bikes to somebody to put you on a ship? You gave it to them anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm especially matching the typical demographics who watch local news at like yeah i'm guessing this is not you know prime time local news either this is like a no this is on the prime this is nbc investigates on the 7 p.m news seriously (laughs) wow wow i saw the article about it and they did they called it like a the bike hostage situation which is i'm sure they ripped off of us it's tri bike transport still in business I mean, what do you what what does in business mean? Like, is their website still up? So they're out of yeah. North Carolina. Okay. And I I worked for for a bike store, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. For a time, um, and they used to drop off their bikes here. Okay. And so I, I know a little bit about them, but I'll stay quiet. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 you don't stay quiet. No, no. If they're out of business, you already shame Saucony. I told everything I knew. So they they got to a point. So I think the what was the last race that they were um they could support? Was it Arizona? It was Arizona or Cozumel. Cozumel, Right. So they had folks drop off their bikes at our store who were like wondering, like, hey, what am I gonna do next? So we had Mm -hmm. dozens of bikes just sitting there because they couldn't get picked up. Um, And now there's folks here trying to figure out how they're going to get their bikes to Texas. So like, like, okay, get a bike. I bet, I bet you could take it apart for them at the bike store. If they paid you, uh, you know, compensate you for your time. I feel like this is where like, I don't feel like people have thought this all the way. Like, yeah. Yeah, just take it. I think I think it's really what they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay five hundred dollars to me for each bike with a minimum of four bikes, so I can take them down to Texas and have them. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. This is a great aerial bike transport. Yeah. So I'm. So I thought about it. So I'm doing Lake Placid. So I'm like, I can do. Everyone's Texas. doing Placid. Who's doing Placid? We're all doing yeah. Placid. Uh, uh, I'm not. Everybody on the podcast is doing Placid. It's the 25-year anniversary. Come on now. Like, that's that's classic. And there's, like, only, like, two men slots for Kona. So I don't think it's going to happen this year. But at the end of the day, going to Lake Placid, yes, and St. George. Shout yeah. out to St. George. So that's you're doing Texas too, and so you could drive no, the bike. No, no, no. I'm just going there to support because uh, uh, just going right there to get make money off of it, transporting bicycles. Yep. Yeah, yes. that'll pay for yeah. the trip. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, St. St. George. I think some people are afraid of climbing, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, right. So I think it's you know you you got to do the tough courses to learn. I think that's that's what Nice taught me. So I, I feel like you should tell us about Nice because we all want to go to Nice this year. Yeah, that's why we're all doing Placid. Well, it's not the only reason. Also, so that we can have you know a podcast so, reunion. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so Nice Nice is interesting. So I did it on a road on a tri bike. Oh, see, I'm thinking about doing it on a road bike. I think I might do it on a road bike. It it's it's really the descending. So you got look look at Sam. He did it in four thirty. Um, you look at certain individuals, you got deadlift who did it in what, four thirty-five. then you got Rudy. So it's not, it's the hard part is descending on your road, on your tri bike. That's the hard part going up. You're going to go up. Some people had this pros had the disc wheels versus non disc wheel. I don't think, you know, that's going to, you know, heaviness versus not. It's the descending part. That's where it broke me down. You know what Magnus had though? He had a dropper post. Oh, mountain biking. Yeah. That is smart. On yeah. his time trial bike, which is kind of crazy. Sarah's yeah. like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. What does that do? Can you explain that? It drops you down lower, so you're lower center of gravity, so that yeah. you can descend better, faster. That yeah. sounds so sketchy. Then wouldn't it feel too low? Well, I think then you just descend. It's like instead of sitting on your top tube, basically. So you're not yeah. pedaling? 
No, no. I mean, like they pedaled some, but like he, they were taking that descent fast. Like they were. Yeah. Yeah. It there was, was there's thirty uh, some some dirty gossip since you guys like that. I believe yeah. there was thirty <laughs> since yes, that was we 30, do. There, there was thirty um, accidents that they didn't report. So either people coming off of the mountain hitting a wall. So there were thirty medevacs or thirty I, incidences coming. Yeah, because I was I was there and I was like trying like asking how many and they said that there were no like serious no like overnight you know what i mean like people there were broken i saw a guy break his collar but yeah. like in front yeah, of the yeah, hotel but like yeah that guy that poor guy like all these descents all these things and he like runs straight bike straight into a barricade on the flat part in front of a hotel <laughs> oh that's not funny that's not funny but Duh, so but they yeah. said there were no serious like you know like nobody stayed in a hospital overnight Basically. But there was some, there was, there's people running into walls, falling out of cliffs, and it was some, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a, the toughest route, 8,000 feet. I mean, it's doable. I want to go back. So I thought about doing California, you know, because everybody, the Kona give it all the respect, you know, it is, but it's just a different course. Like the, the run course at, at, in Hawaii, the energy lab is harder than Nice, right? You got to give respect to the energy jab, the heat. Now the cycling is harder in Nice than mm-hmm. the one in right, Kona. Right. The one, the the swim portion to me, it's a more technical in France than the one in Kona because in Kona it's just out and back. Yeah. Versus the one in Nice, it's more of like an inverted M, an Ironman. So you're turning, 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 and you're swimming. You know what I mean? So that's the difference. So you're doing more. To me, it's more technical because you're doing more of the turns versus well, out and back. When we all do it, guys, and yes. we all do amazing, then we'll come back with our tips. So, yeah, but we're gonna make a pact not to get medevaced. No, no medevac. I also like. Yeah, I was excited. at something, Jocelyn. I was like at some work th- and whatever. Like I'm gonna have to work it, and so I was like, oh well, Jocelyn says I have to finish because we have to have a higher finish rate than the med. Uh-huh. So I feel like I'm just gonna be out there like, well, <laughs> gotta finish. <laughs> <laughs> and nice right. is personal for me i'm excited about yeah. getting to nice it's definitely personal here is my um news update from today though that i want to ask you guys about okay so the new york triathlon is canceled for this year and i heard this yesterday like i heard this gossip yesterday because like word is making something but then it like apparently email went out to athletes today and here's what I heard. I heard so Super League, which is going to be Super Try. What? And, yeah, Super Try is going to be their new name. Okay. Super Try. I'm convinced the same guy who sold the PTO T100 sold them Super Try. Like same consultant charged them like a group rate. But so Super Try bought New York because when they bought Chicago, it was like a package deal. Mm-hmm. And then the city would only give them July 22nd for this summer, and they were like july like we can't fucking do new york in july like that's that's when they have all the weather issues every year is in july and they have season and they have legacy that same weekend now super try the long beach race the long beach one yeah and so they were gonna and they were gonna lose like a million dollars on the race and so they were just like we cannot do it that weekend and they still there were still like 200 or 300 deferrals or something like that whoa from like the past four years they bought like they bought they bought 11 is what i'm saying New York bought, was eleven. <laughs> wait, two out of three were lemons. Yeah, in Malibu. Oh yeah, Malibu. Malibu. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and they changed it to a whack name. Super try. Super try. <laughs> oh my god! You guys it are better killing come with me. A fun theme song if it's gonna well, be called Super Try. I just feel. I mean, I actually like. I think. I think there's. I think like whatever like they're trying to figure out the u.s market and like what they are gonna roll out like could be cool um because like the u.s market like needs something you know what i mean like you need like short course but i just like new york was such a good race i hope they can like make it work next year or something like bring it back. Ooh, so it's not this, it's like... not canceled indefinitely it's just no, you don't just know that summer <laughs> you don't know that yeah, though well we'll see we'll see so sarah you did it right yeah i yeah. did it once yeah, yeah, like way back in the day. Um, I mean, just being able to race in a major city is always cool. Yeah. But I think that's also what makes it cost, like why it loses money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. It was like a pain in the fucking ass, I think. Well, 
I mean, just cities in general, it's hard to have a race, but then U.S. cities make it incredibly hard. Like when they try to do Iron Man, New York yeah, City, yeah. but it was really New Jersey, but it was still the most like, expensive no, Iron no, Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was really New Jersey. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, so you know how I am 100% sure that the T100 race is going to be in San Francisco with Alcatraz? So there are, like, signs up now that, like, the permit, because, like, when you, because San Francisco has so many laws, right? Like, when you change a course and you're going to have a new day, they have to put signs up to notify the neighborhood to, like, trigger, like, a permitting process. They have to be notified X number of hours before, like, a right? You know what I mean? So there are, like, signs up right now. They don't say T100. They say, like, event on X day. What but day? I just June 9th. It's Alcatraz. But I was the just Alcatraz like Alcatraz Day. I was just like, I can't imagine these like guys sitting around in London, like are like San Francisco supervisor meeting. What? Like what is happening? They like don't understand. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wild how unbelievably hard it is to host a race in US cities. Um, have you done well? Have you tried? Is this no, like? but <laughs> but I mean, because because other cities internationally. Like they become sponsors of the event and all of the red tape magically disappears. But uh, we have to keep, I mean, you can speak to this better than I can. We have to keep athletic events completely separate. Like a city cannot sponsor an athletic event. Um, yeah. So it's just a different process. But apparently like when I was in Paris for the test event this summer, they were also having like a big world try meeting like set like a because everybody was there you know like all the official beat people and apparently like cities are like really losing money on world try events these days like everywhere and so they like nobody wants to host one anymore except for like abu dhabi (laughs) (laughs) and it's like 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 when you remember when the one was in chicago that like the world try final which was awesome apparently Mm -hmm. they lost like a couple million dollars (gasps) like They're it's doing just a like, lot of sporting yeah. events in Doha. You can go to fly to Doha. That's why, like, World Triathlon's, like, trying to convince everyone, like, you should host a race. And everyone's like, we don't want to host a race. Except for Abu Dhabi <laughs> wow. and, like, Doha. And, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, so it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess, guys. Anyway, I have to go soon. So I feel like we have to finish with, like, Sarah's random question. Oh, I I didn't really have a random question. You don't have a random question this week? No, I I have nothing. Well, here's my question then, because I, okay. okay, so on the theme of Ultraman, and I ran, I ran four hours this weekend, and I was like, whoa, I was <laughs> like, how does anybody run further? But I also like, again, like I was keeping down my nutrition, but by the end, I also was like sick of it, right? What do you think you could eat stri- for like 24 hours straight? Like only eat, if you only had to eat one thing. Mangoes. <laughs> All things mango. Ice cream. <laughs> Do you just eat ice cream? Just straight? would it have to be the same flavor? Yeah, maybe. What flavor? <laughs> so, am I exercising during this? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I ways. feel like it's a different food. Okay, what would it be? Both both answers. I'm just gonna say bread. Rice, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> straight bread. I feel like I'd be just so broken bread. if I just <laughs> ate bread all day. <laughs> That makes sense. Um, I feel like I would want to, I feel like you guys are going sweet. I would want to go like semi-salty or like plain. Yeah. Like, like my first instinct is like potato chips. Okay. But then like, that would be a lot. I feel like. All right, Ariel, what's, what's your answer? I, I, I can eat spaghetti 24 seven, so I can eat <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner spaghetti. Wow. Like, I can, I can, I mean, I'm good with spaghetti. Um, <laughs> I eat my nutrition is horrible. I mean, Khadija will tell you, like, Katie, like, dude, why are you eating that? Like, I'm on the bike and I'm thinking about Burger King and I don't even eat Burger King. You know what I mean? Like, it's the most craziest thing. So, but that's what happens. Yeah. That's why I'm like, what could you eat? Oh, I'm changing my answer, guys. I, I, he came in and I'm cooking, I'm cooking tuna steaks and <laughs> angel hair pasta with, for him no. for dinner. And he sticks his hand in a bag of Doritos. And I was just like, put that down. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, that's what you want. Chips oh, yeah, and I'm salsa. Changing. Chips yeah. and salsa. There you go. I'm changing my answer, guys. Wait. Pre-peeled hard-boiled eggs. There you go. Ooh, oh, 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 my God. <laughs> and the smell of the room that you are in. <laughs> oh, oh, my cheese. God. <laughs> 
I feel like spaghetti is the most reasonable answer because you could just like slurp it down too as you're moving. Like you don't even really need to do anything. Just, you know. Puree mangoes, you can eat them warm, you can eat them cold, you can freeze them <laughs> if it gets yeah. hot and then eat mango chunks. They're okay. not too sweet. Kanisha, all that sour. fiber. Fiber. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing yeah. I can think of. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a couple of pit stops for sure. <laughs> all right. On That's that note. <laughs> mangoes and beets. Well, especially now that you and Ariel are that much closer. Um, you know, those of us who don't want that, like, okay, I'm glad that you feel that close to each other. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us for our ride. We hope it's not the last time. We look forward to hearing how it goes in November and seeing you like Flossed. Awesome. And look forward to seeing you in Hawaii in November. So I'll be reaching back out to you. <laughs> Don't yeah. trust me. This ain't this ain't going nowhere. We're gonna make I history. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to if we're riding and check in next week with us. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're